Man, I am so excited for today's pod. Joined by Dr. Kevin Gilliland. We're going to talk about mental health, the NBA, and just everything around all of that. Coming up next. And this is Locked On Mavericks don't believe you shouldn't be here welcome to locked on mavs this is one of your co-hosts isaac harris i'm a contributor at mavs.com one of the co-hosts of this podcast and today i'm joined by one of my favorite guests and a first-time guest dr kevin gilliland today we're talking about a subject that nick is passionate about that i'm passionate about that normally we are talking about the the NBA world, the Mavs world, as far as players and player movement and rumors and all the fun stuff. Today we're going to talk about mental health, mental health in the NBA, mental health for us as listeners in everyday life and the expectations and how to manage that mental health versus physical health and all of that. So Dr. Kevin, he is the CEO of Innovation 360. He's a contributor to People Magazine, Men's Health, a lot more. He has a weekly podcast called Struggle Well, Live Well, Worry Less. Honestly, you need to go listen to this podcast. You need to subscribe to it. Uh, I actually was a guest on this podcast a few months ago, and we talked about how to navigate life and family and sports world and church world for myself and multiple careers and, and all of that. So go listen to this podcast. He is also uh, he, you can read him at drkevingilliland.com. He also has connections to Steven Taylor. Steven Taylor is the medical director of the player assistance program and anti-drug program of the NBA. Today, we talk about Kevin Love's article back in 2020 about the Players' Tribune. We talk about Jackie McMullen's five-part series on mental health. Uh, we talk about just how to manage expectations and just there's practical advice for all of us to listen to this, but it's also informative. That as Kevin has, he has counseled and talked to professional athletes uh, for years, years on years, and to hear his insight into what professional athletes are dealing with mentally, not just physically, because we hear that all of the time, but also mentally, it's so insightful. I think uh, this podcast is a unique podcast uh, for one that um, what we're typically used to doing on Lockdown Maps, but man, I think it's powerful. I think it's insightful. I think it's informative, and I think we can all pull something from it. So. Let's hear from Dr. Kevin Gilliland. Man, I am so excited to have this conversation with you. Last time we talked on an, on a podcast format was on your podcast. I talked about it in the intro. And man, how, how have you been? How have you been uh, lately? I, really good. I, and it's so awesome to be back on with you. I loved getting a chance to visit with you about some of the things that you're seeing with really successful people and your personal life. Like I said, I've hung on to, I loved what you said about quieting and keeping some of the information at bay. I take my smartwatch off now when I'm home every night. I love it. I so enjoyed talking and looking forward to visiting with you about all things sports and life. Yeah. So Dr. Kevin, I talked about it in the intro, but struggle well, live well, worry less your podcast. It's every week, right? It is. It is. Okay. Every week and back a couple, gosh, I would say a couple months ago, it's probably been longer than that at this point. I hopped on the pod, talked about just the sports industry, navigating that with the church world and family world. And it was a, it was a fun conversation. So just for you, therapy, 
therapist, psychologist, why this career field? Why are you so passionate about this subject? It's funny when you say that, I'm like, ooh, I'm just a dude at the end of the day that loves sports and loves life. And back when I went to grad school, we or even college, you're like, ah, why are you going? Like, well, well, you just kind of do that. I honestly am bad at math. I enjoy working with people. And then I got lucky and fell in love with this subject. And I didn't realize how much I loved learning until after school. I thought learning and school were the same. They're not. And that's probably true for a lot of people, especially guys. And I just love watching how people change. And it's fascinating how common our struggles are, even though we can be in very different fields or occupations or live in different places. Humans are humans. And that's actually pretty good news. So when we talk about mental health, one of the things that I, I've always wondered, and I, I wonder, but I feel like we kind of know the answer too. We learn at such a young age going through, you know, public school system about physical health. We have PE and it's like, and, and that's important. We're not, I'm not taking anything away from that. But why is physical health focused on at such a young age for all of us? But mental health, it, it's never really touched on at a young age. Yeah, it really is funny. I, I don't know who designs our educational curriculum, but physical health and our psychological health are actually critical to us having a life worth living to doing things we enjoy, being engaged in a job we love. And here's what surprises us. If you actually are doing something you love and have been promoted and promoted, you're really successful. Success is relative. And so if you've always wanted to be an accounting or a teacher or a counselor or work with a sports team and you're doing it, that's an amazing achievement. But when you ha when that happens, it's stressful in ways that I think surprise us. And that that is when we need those psychological skills, abilities and muscles. And you're like, hey, why didn't I get this? Mm. Why, why, why didn't someone hit on this as much as learning or the physical importance for our health? You know, when we look at the topic of mental health in the NBA or NFL and it feels like it's an ongoing conversation now, but it's all, it also comes, it moves to the forefront whenever we have these individual cases or athletes or star athletes that will write a story or it becomes a national story. And it really came to the forefront again over the Olympics and with Simone Biles. And I remember watching and seeing the reports come out of that. And I was just so, I was proud of her. And just her, you know, taking that step, knowing that backlash was coming. And even though it's like, and I'm sure you felt the same way, you're like, you, you knew there were going to be some media backlash come from that because it's still just kind of, there's the stigma, taboo subject for a lot of people. And then seeing some of the media fallout from the Simone stuff and some of the stuff she was getting online was, it it really just made me mad. Like I, I was getting so angry. And so when you see the situation with Simone Miles play out in the Olympics, where does your mind go? Same as you. It mm. makes me so mad that we, it, well, first of all, the psychological importance 
in sports or elite athletes, or even when you're successful at business, most organizations, successful coaches are well aware of how important that is. I know we'll talk a little bit about uh, Mark Cuban. And, and when he looks at, he's phenomenal, by the way, as an owner. I, and I'm not just saying that because I'm on with Mavs, but you go, hey, what do you want in an owner? I want somebody really invested in this emotionally yeah. and personally. I want them to put their money where their mouth is. And I want them to care, but I also want them to make good business decisions and give all the resources. Check, check, and check. And you go, he's had a psychologist be part of that team for almost 10 years now. And you go, why? Because he knows that success at any, any endeavor at that level requires psychological muscles as much as your physical or intellectual abilities. And you look at somebody like Simone or anybody in professional sports, and I love talking to coaches in, in professional sports and players, and they'll tell you the same. They have seen dozens of people that have the same physical skills and abilities, but not the psychological skills and abilities, and they don't stay. Because in today's sporting world, you've got to have both. And mm -hmm. these athletes are so in tune with their bodies and their minds that they know the difference between a little injury or something that's just ass sore and a problem. I mean, they know several layers. Most of us are like, it's either broken or I'm fine. And you're like, no, there's a lot. They know that. And you look at somebody like Simone or you look at people in the NBA and you go, there are nights they know they don't have this, whether it's passing or rebounding or shooting. They're like, okay, I'm going to keep after it and keep believing it's going to hit. Yeah. But I'm also going to look at doing these other things so that we as a group are successful. And that is what she was able to do. Because I promise you, every elite athlete at this level hates not being in the game because they always believe they're going to be successful. That's part of being successful at this level. The psychology is I don't allow this noise of doubt and distraction. And when they're at their best, they're in a different world when they step onto that court. And that's what she did so well. It went against every fiber in her being to not compete. But mm. on that day, that year, it was the right decision. And look at how it paid off for her team and for, um, I forgot the girl's name that stepped in on the other event for, I think she won gold. Yeah, Suni Lee, I think. Yeah, it, which is phenomenal. And you know, man, she is. I love yeah. Simone. You're like, oh, how did you do that? How did you take all that data and make the best decision. And that's what really successful athletes and coaches do. And that is a huge page that we also need to have in our book of life of whether it's work or family or really difficult situations is to do that same thing. You know, you're talking about the Mavs and, and Mark and, you know, I've known just how much the Mavs have put a focus on mental health within the organization and with the team. And it, it just gets echoed whenever you get to see it in these relationships. And I, I remember the first year for the Mavs gaming team, the E-League, you know, the uh, eSports you know, team for them. And I was covering that team year one. 
and they were already they're they already putting it in place bringing on a mental skills coach to the team and it's like there's only so many like full-time jobs within the first you know that first year esports team and the fact that they put an importance on hiring someone to bring someone on in that role or even talking to uh, this past draft when they took Tyrell Terry and um, Tyler Bay I guess it was two drafts ago and I, I was on the phone with them a few weeks later doing a story with them for the website it's like just hearing in their voice, I'm like, man, they're so young. They're 19, they're 20, sometimes 18 years old, moving into the NBA. And like you referenced, you know, the Mavericks have had DK on staff for years. And I reached out to Mark this week and I was like, hey, can I, I can you just give me a glimpse into why you or how you focus so much on mental health within the team and organization? And he told me, he's like, Hey, I think we're the t- we're the only team in professional sports and college sports that has had a full time psychologist on staff for as long as we have, and I think that's so important. It shows you so much of how the team values mental health. It's it's huge, and and I really do. I think it's part of just how bright that that man is, Mark, um, and going. All right, what does it take to be successful at this level? It's not just the best trainers, the best equipment. The be- it's the best nutrition, it's the best sleep, it's the best that you psychologically can be. Because we all know, we go, th- especially this past year and a half, we go through things in life that are stressful. And can you keep it all outside of your office? I, let mm. me just tell you right now, no. <laughs> I guarantee you, you can't. Because a lot of people had to work from home, also teach fifth grade algebra or whenever algebra was, I'm bad at math, but I'm like, okay, I can't help you with that. If, if I had to teach my kid this past year, they would for sure be bad at math, like really bad at math. I, I So now I have to do all that. I'm their friend group. And now I got to go to work and ho- hold all that stuff at bay without it impacting my performance at work. These athletes are the exact same times five times 10 because overnight they go from an individual to a corporation, mm. all of these players, like we talked about, there's a lot of access on social media, uh, so many interviews and writers, and that, that wasn't true 20 years ago. And so all of the things coming at them and critiquing and negativity, which that's the, unfortunately we humans act terrible when we're not in front of people, but they've got to manage all that in addition to the stress and demands of performing at that level. And man, it is a razor thin margin from being really good in the league to being great. And then we, we here's the other thing. We talk about the psychology of sports, the psychology of business. Executives have coaches that are all about the psychology of business. And that's something that Mark has gotten since day one. And I promise you, it has helped this team excel in ways that most of us can't even fathom. We're going to take a real quick break, and then we'll be right back for more talk with Dr. Kevin. Guys, let's talk about Bet Online AG. If you're like me, you're waiting for the NFL season to start. Fantasy football drafts. Some of you have already drafted. Some of you are probably drafting this weekend and next weekend. The season is right around the corner. This is why you need Bet Online AG because that's the place you want to be. Let's go. I could do the corny stuff while Nick's gone. I love it. Uh, head to the website. 
<clears throat> actually, bet on that AG. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including online's biggest half million dollar NFL mega contest and the world's largest $200,000 NFL survivor contest open now at betonline.ag. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. Let's go. From football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait and take advantage of all the great offers available for 2021 season. Bet online, your online sports books, sports book experts. Promo code locked on. Let's also talk about DirecTV. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device. It lets you catch the game live. Another that lets you stream your favorite shows. Then you have, you're watching your sports highlights on your phone. And then you've got your neighbor's best friends log in for all the good stuff. You have all this, all these devices, all these different logins to watch all of your stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all the entertainment that you love without the hassle. And a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called DirecTV Stream. And it brings your live TV and all on-demand favorites together like never before so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes. No need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, this literally is the best part, there's no annual contract. Say it with me, no annual contract. Let's go. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion. Get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's compatible a compatible device required content varies by the package. Okay. So when we look back at these rookies and I even look at someone like Luca that comes on with the, the spotlight that he did at the age that he, and what he's accomplishing at this age and just signing this huge supermax extension right. over $200 million. And when you look at athletes and when you, when you counsel and you talk with professional athletes over the years, What's the hardest thing for them, considering the money, considering the fame, the social media? What's the hardest thing for them to balance? Yeah, I think it's probably what you just hit on, which is in a really short period of time, there's a financial increase that nobody is ready for. Because but, but money buys happiness, though, right? Is that oh, sure, it, it buys <laughs> happiness. It also buys you a lot of other stuff, like headache and attorneys and accountants. And now you have another house you have to take care of. You've got bills. You've got it. It multiplies on levels, and you're like, man, I just want to play basketball. I see the same thing with athletes that retire and then go into business and do a really good job, and then all of a sudden have a huge financial payday. While it is wonderful, it's also a lot of responsibility. They know their career is going to be limited. You and I don't think about our careers. Okay, I can only do this for 10 years. What am I doing next? Can you imagine if every day you went to work with that kind of pressure? Man, you know, Isaac, you're, you're almost in your late 20s. You're, you, what are you going to do when you're 32? Because you know you're not going to be able to still – you'd be like – Oh my God, how do I not let that creep in? And yeah. when you have that windfall of money and you're a good person, and most of the, by far the majority of the athletes I get a chance to spend time with are just wonderful people. But mm. you're like, God, how do I manage family? And because success and wealth, people get different and weird. And now each new person you meet, you have to think about in ways that you never thought about. I mean, do they just enjoy being with me or is this right? It's that trust of yeah. are you somebody I can trust. Like 
is it just because we hit it off because like we just connect with people like all of us do? Or is it that you just like being close to me because of my wealth and fame and the things I have? And that, if they're not careful, can lead to a really isolated, secluded life. And when that happens, we don't make our best decisions. <clears throat> so I grew up small town, Kentucky, and my, yeah. we didn't have a, a ton of money growing up. And I remember my dad used to always joke about that saying of saying, oh, man, that, that saying so stupid money, you know, money can't buy happiness. He's like, that's bull crap. It would, it would buy us you know, a lot of happiness. We could do X, Y and Z. And I think so many of us listeners, athletes, it's like, man, if we can just get that next zero on our paycheck or that next amount in our savings account or in our bank accounts, like we could pay off this, we could do this, we could buy this, that would be so much happier. But then what's the next thing? There's always something else. And I think for for me, one of the most eye-opening things when I first started doing sports stuff and with Mavs, getting setting down the locker room after a game and talking with a player and just getting to know them personally, outside of a story or anything like that, just let's just talk about life. I've seen, dang, you got problems too, like me. Like you, you, you don't have everything figured out. You're a millionaire and you have so much money that I'll never even imagine. You're making twenty million dollars a year. But yet you're still struggling with some of the same things that I struggle. And I just think that concept of money sometimes is so hard. It's a slippery slope that so many of us can fall down sometimes. Here's the funny part. When you if, if you fire up your Google machine and go, OK, at what point does money not bring us happiness? It's at like seventy five thousand a year, I think, mm. maybe eighty thousand a year after that. Like once you have your basic needs of food and shelter and I can do a few little things and not have to worry after that money and happiness in life aren't connected and what you start to run into. And I see this with people that have more zeros than I'll ever have uh, some that have more commas than I'll ever have. But mm. here's the thing. They're still a human in relationships with other humans and the psychological demands, sometimes the physical demands, like an injury or illness. Oh my goodness. It really can pull our psyche down. And that that's probably where somebody like DK, especially when you have an injury and an athlete coming back from an injury, man, your head can be a noisy and unfriendly place. And just being able to hold those thoughts at bay, not let it, not letting them interfere with today, which, by the way, all of us need to be doing right now. Yeah. If they can do that, they're going to physically heal better and they're going to have the greatest chance to perform at a level they want to perform at. And that's the piece where you go, gosh, all that money is, is one thing. I'm still a human that fell in love with somebody and got married or I've got kids or the person I love that was so significant to me, maybe a coach or an aunt or a grandparent, they just passed away. And I am so sad. They're the ones that lit the spark that got me to the NBA. And there's just mm. that sadness. I have, I have to now try to hold that at bay while I perform in front of everybody. Now you and I don't have to perform in front of everybody all the time. Yeah. That is that just raises the demand for us to develop psychological muscles to deal with the stress that life can present. Jackie McMullen of ESPN, who's recently going to retire soon, legend sports writer. She did this 
three-part, five-part series on mental health and MBA back in 2018. And I read this quote. She's talking to assistant coach John Lucas from the Houston Rockets at the time. And he said, and this is John Lucas, retired NBA player, struggled with addiction and now runs a wellness aftercare program for athletes, estimates that more than 40% of the NBA players have mental health issues, yet less than 5% of them are seeking help. Ask if he thought was, if he, ask Lucas if he was overstating the problem. And the Players Association Director of Mental Health and Wellness answered, not in the least. Those issues, Lucas says, can directly lead to alcohol and drug abuse. It's an epidemic in our league, Lucas says. When I say that, I know for you, since you've, you know, you've talked with professional athletes for so many years, I think for some people reading that and say, man, that's kind of surprising. Is it really? I mean, that's a high number, an epidemic in our league. You know, 40%, over 40% of players in our league struggling with something in mental health. Is that surprising to you at all? No, not at all. Mm -hmm. um, and Lucas is one of those guys that has done a phenomenal job. Um, one of the reasons we don't talk and get the help we need, but, you know, we're talking about the NBA, men notoriously are slow to ask for help and get the help we need. I don't care if we're driving somewhere or we have chest yeah. pain. But when it comes to mental health, we flare off of it. And what's funny is it's just psychological health. And much of what I do with a lot of individuals is just coaching. You're used to having coaching for everything from, from uh, cardiovascular to strength to agility to shooting to rebounding. Why don't you just have a coach so that you psychologically have an edge and an advantage? Some people either had families or coaches that they've been developing all along. Others really get overwhelmed by it when they step into the schedule, the travel, especially this past year, the isolation from people that are meaningful and that help you manage the stress. That has really hurt. But it is, it is a very demanding, high-stress job. We, we need to be more mindful of that, especially when we're interacting with in, in social media, making comments. Try to act a little bit more like you do when you're with people in person. Yeah. And just remember, every one of them is like a CEO of a massive corporation. I, I'm not. Those, those are unbelievably difficult jobs. And that is today's athlete. We're going to take another quick break, and then we'll be right back. Let's talk about Rock Auto. It literally feels like there are a million different makes and models of cards in the world. And honestly, you could tell me that it's a million, and I would believe it. And the last thing, no matter what you drive, the last thing you want to do, if you have a busy schedule, and literally you're scheduling out your whole day, which feels like myself so many days and weeks, the last thing I want to do is try to track down an individual shop and try to go through all the hassle and driving somewhere and hey let me get a timeline and when we could get this part in this is where rock auto comes in as the perfect solution for your car parts at the tip of your fingers why choose to spend 30 percent 50 percent even a hundred percent more for some of the same parts from a chain store or car dealership rock auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years rock auto prices are reliably low for every customer they have everything you can need Brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet for your car. If you have little ones and toddlers like myself, you need new carpet in your car. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their how did you hear about us box so you know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. 
Man, we can't do an ad break without talking about Built Bar. Built Bar, they're like the OGs of ads for Locked On Mass, for Locked On Network. We love Built Bar. And I say that not just to say it for an ad break, but you guys know that we love Built Bar. We spend money on purchasing new Built Bar. We love getting the Built Bar box uh, on our doorstep. Nick and myself, we love, we love getting Built Bars. And we love it because they're super tasty, but they're also super healthy. The tasty part we, we talk about flavors all the time. There's a new grasshopper flavor. You need to try that. If you like that flavor, you need to try it. Um, we I personally love mint brownie. There's raspberry. There's cookies and cream. There are literally a plethora of different flavor options with Built Bar. And here's the thing. If you're sitting back saying, I don't even know what flavor I would want to try, there's a box that you can get. It's called the mixed box. And you can get all these different flavors that you can try different flavors. That's the box that you need to get. Why? Why get, why get one of those protein bars that are nasty? Because that's the thing. I feel like sometimes you buy these protein bars, you buy healthy snacks or meal replacements, and they just don't taste very good. Built Bar actually does, covered in 100% chocolate. But also, they're 130 to 180 calories, 17 to 18 grams of protein, only four to five net carbs. That is massive. It's the official bar of the U.S. track and field team. So go to BuiltBar.com. Use promo code locked on. You'll get 15% off your first order. Use promo code 15%. That's not the promo code. The promo code's locked on, but you'll get 15% off at built.com. Okay. Expectations. I look at somebody like Zion. And when Zion came into the league, one of the most hyped up, high profile, you know, draft picks in I don't know how long. You know, more than Luca coming into the draft. He goes, right. he is a you know, number one overall pick for sure. He has all the Instagram followers at such a young age. At Duke, he has, you know, has the injury. He comes into the league, has a little bit in, more injuries, and he's so early in his career. And when I see something like that of somebody that has such a high expectations for his career, and people are already putting him, you know, oh, I would he was the top person I would start a franchise with. And then he has injuries. My mind goes to the man, what if he has a Greg Oden type of career and he has injuries. I, I just, I'm where I'm at right now. I just look at it and say, man, where is he at mentally? So I guess for somebody like him, for some of us that are listening to this, that we have high expectations that we're shooting for, how do we manage in a healthy way high expectations? Yeah. If you've, man, those imagine just imagine whether you finish college or you're you're done with high school or you just get hired for a job imagine at the first meeting that that your boss is introducing you to the employees or the group you're going to be working with imagine if he talked about like uh, talked about you like you just did about zion mm. i'd be like hey whoa 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 i can't i'm not i whoa what do you i i the expectation, just imagine if that's the greeting that your boss gives to all the employees you're about to work with. Pressure? Oh, my gosh. And then it's the physical injuries that will expose those psychological muscles. And whenever an athlete is injured, I, I don't care what sport, that, again, that margin's so thin at this level. There are other people. And whether it's you're injured for a week or two, their heads, if they don't work at it and keep their head quiet, that noisy head will disrupt their sleep. Their worry will start to get excessive and they'll either, either aggressively work to get back and re-injure themselves or 
they'll wear their body out because they're not resting and healing. So if you're tracking an athlete on the Mavs that's injured and you love them, what you ought to be looking at is, hey, what are the little signs of how's he psychologically doing? Right. Yeah. Do I see him posting stuff that I know he loves or whether it's family or he's kind of smiling as he's doing this or he talks about, man, it's a grind. But thank you for all the encouragement, because I've never known criticism and judgment and just mean spirited things to help people heal and get back to who we want them to be. Yeah, that, that's just not how it happens. So if you're tracking that athlete and man, encouragement, reminders and all the great ones, they stay anchored to what they're capable of and they quiet the noise. They never get ahead of today. And, and back to, we all need to do that right yeah. now. Yeah. You know, I, uh, <clears throat> when, hold on. Oh, so I was thinking about KP and mm. when Porzingis' injury stuff, even this past year, and, you know, his injuries have started to stack up some. And I've, I've thought about him and his mental aspect of it. But I remember specifically when he was coming back from, you know, his latest injury. And he's like, man, physically, I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm where I'm at. He said, I'm just working on the mental side of things. And I was like, oh, okay. You're aware of that. And that's, it's, yeah. it's just another, but I feel like some people might just write that off now. Oh, okay. Well, if he's physically fine, then he's fine. He should be playing at a high level. And it's like, no, 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 no. It, there's still like, there's mental work that has to be done too. And if you listen to these guys, they talk about psychology. I always say psychology with the little P the human behavior, they talk about psychology all the time, whether it's the team chemistry or I got to get my head right or, yeah, I'm just in a good, I'm, I'm in a rhythm, I'm in that zone. That's when all of that lines up, the physical and psychological. And I love these guys talking about the importance of the the psychology of, of performing. We've all, we've all gone through it when you've either gotten sick or You've had, you know, had a baby and yeah. so you're like, ah, my work's full. We, it starts to make noise of, hey, I'm still, I'm, I'm part of this. I'm helping out. But you start, right? Your head gets noisy. Yeah. It's the same thing for them times 10. Because again, short career and there's a lot of other people that might get a chance to step in. Everybody knows Tom Brady's story. You're like, yeah, that other dude hadn't been seen since then. Yeah. Yeah. So Kevin Love back in 2020 wrote a story on the Players Tribune and he has this quote and he says, Kevin Love writes, that's one of the cruelest ironies about mental health. When you're in a dark place, everyone around you, all your friends and family, they just want to see you doing what you love again, being happy, being the air quote old you. <clears throat> I think we've a lot of us have heard that before. I'm like, man, can you just be the old you? He continues. He says, sometimes it feels like the world is looking at you saying things like, come on, man, just get over it. Don't think like that. Just move on. If someone's listening to this podcast and they're like, man, I've heard that same thing that Kevin Love heard. Kevin Love, professional athlete, millionaire, everything has heard those same things, struggling with those same things. If someone's hearing those same things right now, what would you say to them? Oh, I'd tell them you need to read everything Kevin Love writes and talks mm -hmm. about, which we need more guys, especially guys, talking about the psychological challenges we face in our careers or life or you know you get married and then you start having kids you're like holy cow yeah. okay well listen to how those athletes talk because they're doing the same thing that i need to try to do and kevin love what what, what is so good about what he talks about 
and it ties into what you asked initially, hey, what do I hear most often from these athletes is it can get incredibly lonely at the top mm. because I, I, wish I, had a, I wish I had a nickel for every time I heard, I can't talk to anybody. If I talk to somebody about being down or stressed or smoking more pot to help my mind calm down, they're like, what, what have you got to be stressed about? You got all this money, all this fame. I, I, how can you be stressed? They're like, Ugh, why bother? Well, bother because you want to be psychologically at your best for your wife, your kids, your family, your personal time, and when you're performing at work. And that's all we're talking about is our psychological excellence. I go back to what you said. Why in the hell I know what to do if I catch on fire, stop, drop, and roll. But yeah. I don't know how to manage a noisy head when I get my first job. Why mm. didn't someone prepare me for that? Yeah. Because that's a skill I need every single day. One of the things with athletes, too, that he talks about in this Players' Tribune article is you know, when he's dealing with his injuries. And I think we see it with professional athletes at any level with injuries, but especially when they're at the end of their career, what you were talking about earlier, it's like, it's, you know, every athlete steps in and for the, you know, most of them, they know mid thirties, maybe depending on the sports, like that's, that's the end. If you make it to there, that's a really successful career by, you know, the standards there. So yep. how, how do you, he talks about putting your identity in your job? And I think even listeners can be listening right now and like, man, so much even myself. I'm like so much of who I am. I'm like, when someone says, Hey, what do you do? How's life? It's like, Oh, let me tell you about my job, my job first. Oh, I'm this. And it's like, okay. When we put our identity in our job to when that job and that title was gone, then it's so hard. Like, how do we, how do we navigate that? How does somebody like Kevin love a professional athlete navigate when they don't have that sport to play? They're not suiting up how they, they navigate their mental health. Yeah. So two things. One, just to be a little more aware of what your favorite athlete is going through, just think about it for a second. Whatever age you are, like you said, 30. If you get lucky, no injuries, maybe 35. Yeah. Imagine if somebody came to you when you're 33, 34, going, hey, you're about done here. What are you doing next? Mm. Well, I've been doing this since I was six or I I've always wanted to be a doctor or a pilot or a teacher. You go, Hey, yeah, you have to retire at 35. Just let that settle in of work pressure. Yeah. And Kevin Love is right. If you really have people step back and think about it and go, Hey, short list, what's the most meaningful thing in your life? Like, run into a burning building for it. Is it your job description? Is it your spouse? Is it your two or three buddies that have known you since you were 10? Is it your ability to physically travel and see things, be in the mountain? We, you should really enjoy what you do for a living. And if you get lucky, you'll really love it. But the thing that should be so important for all of us should be broader than that whether it's your spirituality, your family, your friends, yeah. adventuring and meeting other cultures and countries. And it should be an abundant life. And if we get too narrow, whether it's in sports or career, we will struggle when that comes to a close. And for professional athletes, it comes to a close far quicker than it does for the rest of us. 
if someone for me before i started counseling you know i growing up there was this weird thing about counseling that was instilled in into my brain at such a young age it's like oh it's so bad so bad so bad or you have to have a lot of stuff going on then you might have to go there for me into adulthood i remember the first time walking into the door the first time and it's like opening up that door is like all right taking the first step and whether it's a professional athlete or a listener out there that's been kind of on the fence and they're like man, I, I feel like I, I need to explore that. I, I want to, but you know, life's just crazy. I don't know. I don't know if it works. I've just, it's weird or it, it, my life's not that bad. I don't think I need therapy. I don't think I need to go see a counselor. Or anything. If someone's on the fence right now, athlete, listener, whoever it is, what would you say to them? Well, first, don't be ridiculous. Mm. All you're really talking about is, I, I guess I would ask this. Are, are you are you pretty happy that you're being the best version of you at work and with your friendships and with a meaningful life? And if you feel like, nah, yeah, but I really struggle with this or my mood or the stress. And I feel like I can be managing that better. We need to start thinking of it as our psychological health, because that's about excellence. It's not always about, I need to fix this. It's about, I want to be able to do these things. And it may just be a conversation with four or five people. I mean, I've worked, I've, I've been here at Innovation 360 for almost 15 years now. And one of the things I love because I've gotten older is working with really successful people that are like, yeah, it's just like coaching. If you played any sports, you've had coaches. Why in the world do NBA players have coaches to help with shooting? It seems like those guys ought to have a jersey on. You go, well, because they see me different. Yeah. And, and that's what I'm looking for is, hey, what do you see that I can improve on so that I can excel at this or enjoy this more? We, I agree with you, Isaac. When we put it in that mental health, we, we really raise that bar. We don't do that with other medical problems. I mean, if we start to feel like we're having trouble breathing or our blood, we'll go see the doctor and go, hey, can you check on this or look at this? And like, yeah, let's why don't we look at doing some of these things, try some of these things, and you know what might improve our health. You don't have to wait until you have a heart attack to go, oh, I just didn't want to go to the doctor, though. Yeah. There are people that do that, but you don't have to. And it it should be a priority that we want to excel, especially in times like this that are stressful. I want to be at my best possible at work and with family and friends and to go and do the things in life I enjoy. And sometimes I just need to have a conversation with somebody that's objective. And that may be three or four times, or it may be for a month or two. Dr. Kevin, man, you're awesome. And he is the coolest therapist I know because you have Jordan Fridays and you wear, <laughs> you have the coolest uh, shoe collection. You have Michael Jordan on your wall behind you. If someone's <laughs> watching on YouTube, I think we have the same picture uh, on yeah. my bookshelf on your wall there. Super cool. Yeah. And I want to read this thing from the bio of your podcast that I thought was really cool. And as I mentioned earlier in the intro at the beginning, when we first started talking is weekly podcast, struggle well, live well, worry less. It's every week. And there's this there's this line that says people don't just snap. They bend and break. You need your best thinking. And I think that's the biggest thing for why people should listen to your podcast, because it's like having this reoccurring conversation, this awareness that you hit all these big, you hit practical things for us all to pull from. And you also talk to people, singer songwriters, you talked to a triathlon athlete a, a while back. And I 
think it's a it's such a cool routine to have to have this at the forefront of your mind so listen to his podcast struggle well live well worry less anything else i can plug or put in there Isaac, I absolutely love it. Check out the podcast. Check out i360dallas.com. We do a lot of work with people just helping them navigate difficult situations. And for me, I love that you talk about the whole picture of athletic excellence. It is about physical abilities, and it's also about that psychological edge as well. Mark Cuban knows it, which I love. So glad he's the owner. And I love that you weave it into your conversations because we all want to get better. And when you look at sports, we have all learned valuable lessons playing sports throughout our life that we use in everyday life. And sometimes we just need a few new thoughts or ideas or to see ourselves a little bit different. It can be about excellent. It's not always about fixing something broken. So I love how you talk about it. And I love how some of the conversation is starting to shift. It's great well, to be here. No, thank you so much. Maybe we can see you at a Mavs game this oh, coming up season. Absolutely. <laughs> thank you, Dr. Kevin. Have a good one.